Okay, today's daf is Mem in Yoma. We are on Lamitet Amud Bet. We are 10 lines from the bottom of the Amud where we left off yesterday. Amar Biyanai, Aliyat Goral Mitoch Kalpi Meakevet. So there's two things that are done when they bring the two goats in front of the Kohen Gadol. First thing he does is he selects, like we learned, he selects from a box um, the two lots, one that says for Hashem, one that says for Azazel, and he holds them out, and whichever one is, you know, whichever uh, whichever goes out to the right, that designates the right side uh, uh, goat, and whichever one comes out in his left hand designates the left hand. Then he takes that and he places the lots on the actual uh, goats themselves, like it, it says in the Torah, Natan. He puts it, he puts the goal actually on the, uh, on the seir. So it says, pulling out the lottery, that is ma'akevet. Uh, That's absolutely necessary. If it's not done that way, it's not valid. But placing it on the goat is not uh, indispensable. If that wasn't done, it's still kashavet. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, even the lottery itself is not ma'akevet. Meaning if they didn't select the seir, l'ashem and seir l'azazel, based on the lottery, uh, it would it be diavad. It would be okay. So Ali Bad Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar Tvarim Manasin be big day lavan be bechutz lo meakva kulei al malop ligid la meakva ki pligid Ali Bad Rabbi Nechemia. So the there is a machloket in general about what aspects of the seder avodav yom kippur are indispensable, meaning if they aren't done or they're done in the wrong order, they will ruin the process, and which aspects are. Uh, ideally done in a certain way, but if they're not done that way, it's still kasher. Now, Rabbi Yehuda had given a, a, a um, his rule of thumb basically is that if the thing is done, anything that's done in the big day lavan, in the white clothes, but it's done mibachutz, it's not done in the kodesh kodeshim, it's done outside, so that is not me'akev. And this is something that is, uh, you know, this is something that is done outside because, um, it's done, it's done in the white garments, but it's done in the courtyard that he's designating these goats. So therefore, it would not be me'akev, according to Rabbi Yehuda. However, according to Rabbi Nechemiah, that anything done in the Big Day Lavan, even if it's done outside, still is me'akev, right? In other words, it's all about, it's a machloket in Rabbi Nechemiah. So that would mean that you have Rabbi Yehuda who says, even things that are done in the white garments outside in the courtyard, they are not ma'akev. If they're not done properly, they're not ma'akev. You just, uh, if they're done in the wrong order or whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to invalidate the service. According to Rabbi Nechemia, they would be. But even according to Rabbi Nechemia, you could have a machloket, because you could argue that that's true about avodot that are done in the white garments. But designating the Seir Lazazel and the Seir Lashem is not avodah. It's not considered an avodah. And one of the proofs that it's not considered an avodah is that even the assistant kohen, according to some, could participate. So it's obviously not considered an avodah. And therefore, you wouldn't, it w- may not come over under the rule. Even according to Rabbi Nechemiah, might say that if it's not done, it would be okay. So that's the, yeah, the bidiyavad meaning. So that would be, according, that would be the explanation of the machloket of Rabbi Anai and Rabbi Yochanan. That according to Rabbi Anai, he's going like Rabbi Nechemiah and saying, Rabbi Nechemiah would agree with me that since this is done in the big day of it's done in the white garments. It's absolutely necessary. Every step done by, in the white garments is necessary for the avodah. And even though it's not, it can, maybe it doesn't look like it's an avodah intrinsically, but it would be necessary. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, since it's not really an avodah, but the avodah would be okay. That's the first way of constructing the machloket. However, there's another way to go, which is that uh, 
That no, the the other way is No, maybe everybody would agree according to Rabbi Nechemiah that the that the lottery is ma'akev. In other words, everybody would agree that since it's done in the white garments, it's ma'akev, even though it's not technically it doesn't seem like an avodah. But kipligi alibad Rabbi Yehuda, the machloket is according to Rabbi Yehuda because man damar lamakvak Rabbi Yehuda, the one that says that it isn't ma'akev. In other words, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who's following Rabbi Yehuda, we would say that it's not ma'akev. That the lottery, if it's not done, that doesn't invalidate the service. But here, um, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who would normally say that something done in the courtyard is not me'akev, here, since the Pasuk emphasizes Asher Allah Alav Hagoral twice, mentions it twice, so that means it's me'akev, it's necessary even according to Rabbi Yehuda. So, in other words, so according to this interpretation, it's more strict because it's saying both interpretate, no matter what, Rabbi Nechemiah would for sure say that the lottery is Ma'akev. And even according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's possible that the lottery would be Ma'akev. The first way of constructing it was, according to Rabbi Yehuda, for sure, the lottery isn't Ma'akev. And according to Rabbi Nechemiah, there's a possibility that it's Ma'akev. So that's a much more generous Interpretation, the first interpretation. The second interpretation is much more strict. It's saying pretty much everybody would agree that it is Ma'akev, except maybe according to, uh, maybe according to one opinion, uh, one interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda, it wouldn't be. Okay? But in, in any case, the Gemara is going to continue. Made the way there is an objection. Mitzvah kasher. It says it's a mitzvah to conduct this lottery. And if you didn't conduct the lottery, but you just said this one's for Hashem and this one's for Azazel, it would be okay. Now, according to the first rendering, in other words, according to the first opinion of how to break this down, Rabbi Yehuda would hold that the lottery is not Ma'akev. So this would go like Rabbi Yehuda, that it's a mitzvah to do the lottery because it says it in the Torah, but if you didn't do it, it's not Ma'akev. That would be according to Rabbi Yehuda. But according to the other opinion, the second version, that, that both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemiah could be interpreted as holding that the lottery is necessary. So, Rabbi Yudahi, so according to the one that says, in other words, according to Rabbi Yudahi, according to, uh, uh, to uh, the side that says that Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda uh, holds that uh, it isn't Me'akev, fine, but but according to the side that says that even Rabbi Yehuda would say here that it is Me'akev, so, Mani, uh, so where are you going to, uh, to whom are you going to attribute it? In other words, since there are two versions, one version says that whether according to Rabbi Yehuda, whether according to Rabbi Nechemiah, we could make an argument that it is not Me'akev, that, the, that the, the lottery is ideal, but not absolutely indispensable. So we could just say that that's following Rabbi Yehuda, who says that it's not indispensable. And according to Rabbi Nechemiah, it's debatable whether it would be or not. But according to the second version, that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's possible to argue that the lottery would be necessary. So according to the one who says that we, the one according to the one who follows Rabbi Nechemiah, for sure it's necessary. And according to the one who follows Rabbi Yehuda, it's still possibly necessary. So what is that person going to do with this Braita that says... That, in other words, according to that interpretation, that the machloka between Rabbi Anayin and Rabbi Yochanan is according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. And even there, it's possible, according to Rabbi Yanai, it's going to be argued that the, that the lottery is indispensable. So what is he going to do with this Braita? There's nobody, according to that, that holds that the, that the lottery is not 
indispensable. There's nobody who holds it's not Me'akev, according to that version. So the answer is, according to that, he's going to have to amend the Brita or interpret the Brita as meaning not the lottery itself, but placing of the lots on the heads of the goats, that is not Me'akev. In other words, according to the opinion who holds, the second version of Rabbi Anai basically says that everyone agrees that the lottery is Me'akev. Even Rabbi Yehuda, definitely Rabbi Nechemia. So the only thing that could potentially not be Me'akev would be the placing of the lots on the heads of the goats. That would be the only place where there's room for debate according to that version. Now, Tashma Mitzvah Lagvilu Kasher. Another writer says it's a mitzvah to do the uh, lottery and to also make a vidui, make a confession over the goat. If it wasn't done, kasher. Both of them. In other words, if they didn't do a lottery and they didn't do a vidui, it's kasher. If you're going to tell me that this writer is also talking about placing the lots on the heads of the goats, and therefore you're going to say that we have an excuse for saying that bidiyavad, without a lottery, it's okay, because uh, we're holding that it's just placing the, lo- the lots on the goats. Emma Seifa, what about the end of that bright? Rabbi Shimon Omer, lo igril kasher, lo pasul. You have Rabbi Shimon come along and say, if they didn't do a goal, if they didn't do a lottery, it's kasher, and if they didn't, but if they didn't do a vidui, it's, no, it's, it's invalid. So my lo igril. What is Rabbi Shimon referring to there when he says, if they didn't do a lottery, it's kasher? You're going to tell me that what Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon is talking about is not placing the lots on the head of the goats. He's saying, I agree with you. Not playing the, placing the lots on the head of the goats is not me'akev. You're right. But that's not true. Because Rabbi Shimon, that would imply that in general, Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that the lottery is me'akev. We learned in a bright time, According to Rabbi Shimon, if you took the two goats and you designated one for Hashem and one for Azazel and one of them drops dead before you have a chance to do anything, you just go to the shuk, get another one, whatever. You go out, you get another one. You don't have to do another lottery. So he holds that it's not me'akev. Right? That's the Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Shimon holds actually that the, that the goral is, is, is not something that will invalidate the service b'diavad. If you lack it, it won't invalidate the service of the Avad. And so therefore, in this case, where you would have to bring another two goats, and one of them will go to waste, and you have to start all over again, he doesn't require you to do the lottery. Now, of course, the question is, before, when they were debating about Rabbi Yehudavra versus Rabbi Nechemiah, why didn't they just say that the, that the, uh, the, the Brayta that says that B'diavad, if you didn't do the lottery, was Rabbi Shimon? If they have an opinion the whole time, it holds that you don't need the lottery. Why did they have to fit it into Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Nechemiah the whole time and say, oh, there's nobody who holds this, that uh, B'diavad, it's good. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's, you know, and according to Rabbi Nechemiah, why didn't they just bring Rabbi Shimon? That's, uh, the Tosafot asked that question. And just basically the answer that they gave is, well, they didn't want to, they, they, they did, you know, sort of, they didn't develop, get to the idea of Rabbi Shimon yet, so they didn't want to reveal it. It's like sometimes you have to look at the sugyot, are, were, were edited after the fact to develop the idea. So since they didn't get to the point of introducing the idea of Rabbi Shimon yet, they didn't want to reveal it because that would make the flow of the, the flow of the sugya not work. So that's why they didn't reveal it. But it's more of like a sleight of hand. Like they knew all along, but they left it. In any case, um, Rabbi Shimon, lo so why did Rabbi Shimon answer the rabbis the way that he did? Because he didn't know what the rabbis meant. This is what he meant when he said to them. He said, If you're saying that the lottery is not me'akev, and you're talking about the lottery itself, so so then I only disagree with you with one thing, because I agree that the lottery is not me'akev. We agree on that then. 
Okay, we only disagree about the second point, that you hold that even if he didn't do a vidui on the Seira Mishtalech, it's still good, and I hold that that's me'akev. But, but if you're saying that only the failure to place the lot on the head of the goat is kasher b'diavad, but actually the lottery itself is uh, is obligatory, so then I would say paligna We're arguing about two things because I hold number I hold that both of them b'diavad are okay. If you didn't do the lottery b'diavad, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry, he doesn't hold that both of them, and he holds that and he holds that if you didn't do the vidui, it's not okay. So he holds the the opposite of the uh, the chachamim. According to that, because according to according to Rabbi Shimon, if you didn't do the lottery at all, it would actually be okay. The Chachamim say no, it wouldn't be okay. Only not putting the lots on the heads of the goats would be okay. And when it comes to vidui, the rabbi said, "Oh, if you didn't do a vidui on the siyam shalayach, it's okay." Bidiavat, and he would say, "No, no, no, it's not okay." So they would be on opposite sides of both issues according to that. But the point is, there is an opinion, obviously, that, that a lottery by itself, uh, the lottery bidiavat is not me'akev. It's not Ma'akev if it wasn't done. And that if they designated it in a different way, but the Avad, it would be okay. Now, you could also get into this and say, well, Rebbe Shimon is not really holding that the lottery is not Ma'akev at all. Because actually, he's talking about a case where they did the lottery. You know? And then, and then one of them died. And then they just had to substitute. So he might, you could argue. I mean, it, I don't think that it doesn't say this explicitly in the Gemara, but you that could argue. That would, that would undo Tosafot's question also. Right, right. You could, you could say as an answer to Tosafot's no, question. I'm just saying, because I'm not a Tosafot. I'm not a, you know. Sure, but I'm just like, saying. Uh, right, you could say that he, they did do the Goral. It's just that they, that, that it yeah. got messed up. So they had to yeah. substitute. But you could say that it was done. It was just that was, it was, but whereas before they were talking about where it wasn't done at all. Here, Rabbi Shimon doesn't say, you know, don't have to do a goral. He's saying b'diavad if they did it and then something went wrong, then they could substitute one of the two because it's still like a goral was done because the goral was done to choose l'shem and l'azazel died, so you're putting a substitute. But really, the goral worked. I mean, you could argue that. I mean, I don't see that anybody says that, but I, I'm just saying up top of my head. I'm sure somebody must have thought of that. When l'shem died, then they have to bring two again. If they both died, then for sure they have to do it over. But that's yeah, yeah. yeah. but. Uh, yeah, so now Tashma, now you see here that this sugya, according to Rashi, also it's like out of order, it should come later. I think that's probably why the Bach has a, has a note on it, but it doesn't matter, you could read it this way too, it's just out of order. Now Tashma, uh, so it says in the Brayta that the bull, now that bull is of the Kohen Gadol, that's the one that he does the vidui on, is Ma'akev the Seir, that is the one, that if it will interfere with the goat. We'll see what this means in a second. But the goat will not interfere with the bull. Right? So, uh, when it comes to the matanot, when it comes to the placement of blood, uh, inside the hechal, or inside the Kodesh Kodesh. So the thing is like this. So Gemara asks, it, it makes sense if you're talking, if you to say that the power is ma'akevet seir that the bull will interfere with the goat. Why? The seir Meaning to say that you must do the par before the sa'ir. And if you went and did the sa'ir before the par, it won't be good. Now, what is it talking about? What it means is that what normally what would happen is that the coin gadol comes and he does the first confession on his bull. Then he goes and he designates the two goats. Then he comes back to the his bull and he does a vidui again. That that the second time he includes all of his brothers, the Kohanim, and he slaughters the bull. And he brings the blood into the Kodesh Kodashim. 
And then he goes and he slaughters the goat and he brings that blood into the Kodesh Kodeshim. And then he brings the blood of the Sa'ir and he puts it on the Parochet. And then he brings the blood of the Par and he puts it on the Parochet. And then he brings the, I'm sorry, the other way around. Then he does the blood of the Par, puts on the Parochet. Then he does the blood of the Sa'ir, puts on the Parochet. Then he mixes them together and puts them on the golden altar. Okay, that's the step. So the point is that if the person, if the Kohen Gadol went ahead and he did the vidui on the par, and then he went to the Sa'ir, and he slaughtered the Sa'ir and brought the blood into the Kodesh Kodeshim before doing the par, so that is totally out of order, and that would be invalid. You'd have to go slaughter the bull of the Kohen Gadol, do it over again, then take whatever's left of the blood of the goat and do that over again. You can't do it out of order. Okay? But what do you mean that the goat doesn't interfere with the, with the bull? What does that mean? So maybe you'll mean like this, that he went in and he did the blood of the bull in the Kodesh Kodeshim. That was correct. Then he went in and in, instead of doing the uh, blood of the Sa'ir in the Kodesh Kodeshim, which is the next step, he did the blood of the par outside. In other words, what he's supposed to do is he's supposed to do bull in the Kodesh Kodeshim, uh, goat in the Kodesh Kodeshim, bull on the parochet, Goat on the parochet. That's the that's the order. Instead, what he did was bull in the kodesh kodesh. We said, "I'm already dealing with the bull, so why don't I just finish? I'll do the bull on the parochet." No, no, no. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to first finish the kodesh kodesh. Right? He didn't do that. So that should be obvious that it's invalid because chukaketivu, it's called a chok, it's called a fixed matter. Everything related to the Kodesh Kodeshim should be absolute. You can't deviate in one step. So that would not be odd for sure. So what do you mean that the bull doesn't interfere with the, uh, with, with the sa'ir? It can't mean that you went and you did the matanot of the bull's blood inside the Kodesh Kodeshim and also on the parochet and then you went to do the sa'ir. That wouldn't be possible because that would definitely be invalid. What it means is that you went and you did the application of the blood of the uh, of the par in the Kodesh Kodeshim even before doing the uh, the designation of the Sirim. In other words, you, you normally what you're supposed to do is uh, confession on the bull, then you go to designate the goats, then you go back to the par, you do a second confession, I mean the Kohen Gadol does a second confession, slaughters the bull and brings the blood in. This person said, look, I'm already standing here with the bull, what is that? What is the necessity of going back and forth? I'll just uh, say all my vidui over the bull, slaughter it, bring the blood into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, then I'll come deal with the Sa'ir. Why shouldn't I just be more economical. Why am I being so impractical? I go from the bull to the goat, back to the bull. This will be better. It says that is what he did. So he says, what do you see from that? You see that even though he would do, in other words, what is it saying that it's not Makib? It's saying that even though he went and he did the entire service of the of the par without doing the service of the Sa'ir, the only thing of the service of the Sa'ir that he didn't do in its proper order was the lottery part. Because always what he does is he does confession on bull, on bull uh, confe- uh, designation of uh, goats, and then slaughter, confession and slaughtering of bull, putting the blood into the Kodesh Kodeshim. And then he comes back to the goats and he slaughters the goat. Right? So all he did out of order was he skipped the designation part. Because according to this, he did the blood of the bull inside the Kodesh Kodeshim. And only then came back and took the blood of the, uh, of the Seir. And he had not even dealt with the Seirim before. He didn't deal with the Seirim until after the part. So you see, it's not Me'akev. So what does that show you? If it's not Me'akev, when you do it out of order, then it's not Me'akev at all. And we should say that the designation is just a practicality. It's not ma'akev at all. So it says, It's not talking about that. It's saying that what the person did wrong 
was that he went in and he put the blood of the bull inside the Kodesh HaKodeshim like he was supposed to. In other words, he did everything correctly up to that point. He went to the bull and he did the vidui. He went to the sigarim and he designated the correct goats. He went back to the bull and he slaughtered it. He took the blood. He went into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. He came out. He went to the sigarim. He got the, he slaughtered the uh, goat. He brought it into the Kodesh HaKodeshim also. And then he came out into the Kodesh and it, instead of applying the blood of the uh, power and this, what he's supposed to do is do bull, he's first supposed to do bull blood, then goat blood on the parochet. Yeah. Okay? Then go to the Mizbeach and mix it. Instead, what he does, what he, he did, bull blood on the parochet and then bull blood on the Mizbeach. What, what happened to the Seir blood in the parochet? Okay, well, since it's not in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, maybe it's not Me'akev that he did it out of order. It's only in the Kodesh that he messed up, not in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Right, so maybe that's what we're talking about. He didn't mess up with the lottery. He didn't even mess up with the Kodesh Kodeshim part. He only messed up with the Kodesh part. Maybe that's maybe that's is okay. So this is, right? uh, sprinkles on the parochet or it goes inside and sprinkles on the. Uh, he went into the Kodesh Kodeshim and sprinkled the blood, the bull. He went into the Kodesh Kodeshim and sprinkled the goat. Then he came out to the Kodesh. He has another one. Achad beachad, achad b'shay. He does it again on the parochet. He does that four times, right? Because he does it two times in the Kodesh Kodeshim. And that's the part. And two times. No, that he yeah, he, he messed up the outside because basically yeah. he, in the Kodesh HaKodeshim he did everything right. Then he came out to the Hechal. He's supposed to do bull's blood on Parochet, goat's blood on Parochet, and then the mix on the Mizbech. Instead he did bull blood on Parochet and he skipped the goat's blood on the Parochet. He went right to the Mizbech. That's what it's suggesting right now. And B'diavad should be okay. Right? So it says that, uh, but, so, and maybe we'll say this is like what Rabbi Yudah said, that anything done outside, and right now it's interpreting outside as meaning the outside of the Kodesh HaKodeshim, but that's referring to any matanot inside, meaning that wouldn't work. Why? Because even what's done in the Kodesh, everyone agrees, has to be done exactly according to procedure. You can't mess it up. And, in, in, and even according to Rabbi Yehuda, the most lenient one, he's going to agree that you can't do things out of order in the Kodesh or the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So any out-of-order procedure in there is going to be invalid according to everyone. So it cannot be that we're talking about that he messed up something in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, and it cannot be that we're talking about something that he messed up in the Kodesh. So then what case is there where he messed something up between the goats and the bull that isn't going to be invalidating the service? The one suggestion we had was that maybe he skipped the lottery, right? Because that's the one intervening step in between the slaughtering of the bull and the, and, you know, and the, and the goats that's outside. So maybe, maybe skip that. That's what we were suggesting. So now we, we would have to go back to that. So it says, Rather, it must be that this is holding like Rabbi Shimon. That the lottery is not Me'akev. That everyone else would say that any of these steps are messed up, it's invalid. But Rabbi Shimon, who holds that the lottery, but the Avad, can be dispensed with. Now this is, I guess, why in the end it turns out that he holds it can be dispensed with altogether, right? Even though his case is a little bit different. So you see that he, uh, that according to Rabbi Shimon, you can dispense with the, uh, you can dispense with the lottery, but the Avad. So therefore, uh, he would hold that if it was done out of order, you skip that step, it doesn't invalidate the service. So if you skip the step, meaning you, you did the vidui on the, uh, the two viduyim, the two confessions on the bull, and you went and offered the blood before you even went to the goats at all, even though you skipped the lottery, right, or it was done out of order, it's not ma'akev, because according to Rabbi Shimon, the lottery itself is not ma'akev bidi avat. That's the conclusion. Now, vi by them, alternatively, or we could go back 
to Rabbi Yehuda and say, or we could just make another refinement of our point and say, look, it's true that it, we might, it might be that it's talking about skipping the step of lottery, but we were assuming that if, you, that if skipping the step, in other words, if putting it out of order is not Ma'akev, then the thing itself is not Ma'akev, but that's not necessarily true. Maybe, maybe the point of that Brita is that doing it out of order is not Ma'akev, but still doing it is Ma'akev. In other words, the fact that you went and you did the blood of the power before you went and designated the goats doesn't mean that therefore the designation of the goats is optional. It could just be mean that if you did the lottery at the wrong stage of the process, it's not Me'akev, and that would be okay. Now, and both of them are going according to their reasoning. Now, now, like I mentioned before, Rashi's interpretation of this also guess that what we just read was actually out of order. It was interpolated, and it should have been at a different point in the Gemara. And this that we're reading now should have been right after the Machloket between Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim above, when they argued about whether the Vidui is me'akev or not? Whether the confession over the Siyam Mishtaleach is me'akev uh, or not? That's why it should really be before, and this should have been at a different point in the Gemara, as Rashi says that uh, it, it should have been earlier. But the uh, but either way, and they follow their reasoning. It says that you should stand the Seir up alive before Hashem in order to atone for him. Now this is talking about. After you, uh, when once you've slaughtered the goat, it says once you slaughtered the goat that's going l'shem. It says the sa'ir that's alive, you stand him up, right, in order to send him out. So it says, Ad matai How long does he have to stand? Ad sheat matan damoshel says, you know what? Truthfully, and this is very interesting. In other words, you, you what you do is you designate these, you, you designate the two goats. You go and take care of the bull's blood, and then you come back to get the goat's blood. You take the goat's blood inside and you do the whole procedure and then after you're done with all the goat's blood being applied to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, being applied to the Parochet, being applied together with the bull's blood, also to the alt- golden altar, you come out and then you send away the Seirah Mishtaleach. Right? So the question is, what happens if the Seirah Mishtaleach, then you're about to send him out and he drops dead. He just faints from hearing all the sins of the Jewish people that are so disturbing. Right? He, 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 it's a very, you know, he dies. So what happens? Since he died before he was sent out, but he, was, he died after Matan Damim Shel Chavero. Well, we don't know if they were really friends, but, um, you know, but they were, yeah. Yeah, what? We assume that all goes to friends. Kol Sirim Chaverim. You know? So they, their friend, they, his friend already was slaughtered. He said, wow, good thing I didn't have to do that. He's thinking, you know, he's thinking he's very relieved. And then he sees the Kohen Gadol coming back and he dies, dropped dead. Right, so what happened? Since the Matan Damim Shel Chavero was already done, so therefore, he doesn't have to, so it's still, your Yotzei de Chova, you don't have to send another Seir. It's enough. Very interesting. That's another According to Rabbi Yehuda, even though he, he didn't even do the video. B'diavad, I mean, you're supposed to do the mitzvah sending him out, but since he died already, okay, he died early. Basically, he's going to die anyway, so he died early. It's not like he's a korban, right? So he, he died early. So that's, that's according to Rabbi Yudad. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Ad Shad Vidu Idvarit. There's no understanding that something goes to Azazel and he should give something. He went to Azazel, his neshama went. I don't know. No, but you know. it's to the other side. Don't to the it, no, it doesn't go to the What are you talking about? No, we're not feeding. That, yeah, we're not feeding the demons, you know. That's that's not how it works. Maybe you say that, but I say only if, only Hashem. Huh? I don't know what to tell you. You're definitely not feeding demons on Yom Kippur. That's for sure. We don't do avodah to other beings besides Hashem. Even as I said, there's a Ramban about it. The Ramban says, there's a Ramban, he talks about it. He says, don't think that the, 
that the, it's one of the chukim that we don't understand, but it's it's an avodah for to Hashem. Obviously, you're not God forbid doing a avodah to another creature. I'm not a mekubal. I don't know, but I'm, I'm. But it's definitely it's a mitzvah to it's a mitzvah that Hashem says do this action, recognizing that there are that there are you know recognizing the the, the satan on Yom Kippur. Not that you're offering something to the satan, and now he's going to be very upset that he didn't get it or something like that. It's not. It's not literally offering it to the satan like. The Ramban actually talks about those midrashim in uh, in uh, in the Chumash on this, and and the Ibn Ezra also talks about. It. Ibn Ezra says it's basically recogn- it's a it's a recognition that there are that there are forces of evil, but it's not a it's not a, a giving to something to the force of evil like he actually <laughs> takes it or something like that because Hashem would not tell you to go serve another god, you know, serve another force ever. Um, so that, that's like what the Dor Enosh thought. The Dor Enosh thought, oh, well, since the, uh, since the stars and the moon are created by God, uh, therefore we should worship them because it's a good honor to God to worship the stars. You know, he'll be very happy. Just like if you have a, if you if you honor somebody's child, oh, they feel very good because you, t- you were nice to the child. Oh, Hashem will feel great kavod if we give kavod to the stars, but that's not, we don't do that. Hashem never tells you to worship another being. So, so the idea is symbolic that we recognize such a thing as, you know, that there's a, that there's evil force and that there's Yetzirah and that there's all this bad in the world, but not that we're actually giving it because that would be like Avodah you know what I'm saying? So that, that's why it says the, the Umot Olam say about this, oh, look, the Jews are worshipping Avodah Zorah. We, we knew that they weren't such uh, monotheists. You know, they criticize us, but look, they're going with it. That's what it says. The Umot Olam say about the Avodah. This. So you have to be very careful because it's, there's always the, sometimes we run the risk of uh, misunderstanding or like if somebody goes to a, it's the same thing as somebody goes to a Rebbe's uh, grave. Any Rebbe. I'm not talking about the Rebbe. And, you know, he thinks he's praying to the Rebbe. It's like, no, 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 you don't. That's the Zechut or the, it's supposed to get, but you you don't speak, you know, it's, so it's, it's very dangerous sometimes uh, to, to look at things like that. But um, it, it, now, the, the thing is, so, uh, so it says, this is according to Rabbi Shimon, Achad Vidui Dvarim. So if the, if the Sirah Mishtalayach died before he did the Vidui, they have to do another one. In other words, if you have a, if you have a, uh, uh, the Sirah Mishtalayach died before the Kohen Gadol got to do the Vidui. So then according to the Chachamim, it's good. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's not good. If he did the Vidui already, everybody agrees. Even if he died before he got sent out, it's good. Yatsai okay? Yedechova. The Vidui on the Sirah Mishtaleach. There's one on the Sirah Mishtaleach. It's the last Vidui the Kohen Gadol does. The very last one. Because he does one on his own uh, bull and then another one on his own bull. And then one on the Sirah Mishtaleach. He's talking about that one. Yeah. Because it says you should have him stand, meaning the goat, stand, what's the kapara? Kapara dvarim. Damim, rather, right? The kapara of, of blood. Right? That's what the rabbi is saying. Like it says, he, he, when he's finished doing the kapara in the kodesh, which is, then he comes to the living sa'ir. In other words, that's that kapara that it's talking about, malalan b'kapara damim, just like that pasuk that immediately precedes the Kohen Gadol approaching the Sirah Mishtalech is talking about kapara of blood. So, so to afkan b'kapara damim, that's talking about kapara damim, so as long as they did the Sir Lashem and they fulfilled it, so the Sirah Mishtalech fulfilled its purpose also, even though it didn't make it to its destination, so to speak. Rabbi Shimon says, no, it has to be 
with Kaparat Varim. It has to be with the uh, uh, with the um, with the vidui in order for it to be kasher. And that this, this and last like is, yeah. Is, Personal or is it, is it personal? No, that's the one I'll call Avonot Bnei Yisrael, where he says, because the first one he says, Anashem, Kaperna al my sins. And he does al Avonot, all the Kohanim. And then he does on the Sirah Mishalech for all the Jewish people. Right? Yeah. That's the biggest one. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, Tashima. They said, and now they send the bride. So, and Kabbat Varim, you could also say, because it, there is the place where it talks about how the, what they learn out that he has to do two viduyi, because it says that they, vechiper ba'ado v'ad beto, right? It says vechiper twice with the bull. So you see, vechiper doesn't always mean that he slaughtered it, because it says vechiper twice. It says, vechiper ba'ado v'ad beto v'shachat right? Because, after it says that he does kapara, he gets uh, atonement, and then he slaughters it. So obviously, there's an atonement that occurs before, meaning the vidui. So that's what, that's how Rabbi Shimon understands it. Tashma, come on, shalut al midavet Rabbi Akiva. What the the students asked Rabbi Akiva the following question: Allah bismol yamin. Let's say this is funny, but let's say the kohen gadol takes the two. Uh, lots out, and it turns out that the Lashem is in the left hand. Ah, that looks bad. Left hand is lower. So why, can you just move it over to the right hand and, you know, switch it? So it says, Don't give, don't give room for the Tadokim to rebel. Meaning they're going to say, oh, these people, they make stuff up. You know, it says in the Torah, you're supposed to do Goral. They switch it one hand to the other one. What kind of tricks are these? The rabbis are just, she says, don't Tamad. You could, but. Right, exactly. So, Tamad, the Altit Numakom, the Tzedokim, Lirdot. That implies that really the lottery is not Me'akev. If they wanted to, they could just uh, go the other way. But, uh, but we're not going to do that because it's going to make the Tzedokim say bad things about us. But really, it will be okay. You have right? to find justification for Tzedokim. Who cares about that? They don't want them. Well, at that time, especially. Yeah, exactly. But especially at that time, that was, was a big issue. They had Tzedokim were vying for the people to resist. They were out there trying to get, like, proselytizing, trying to get people to follow their movement. They'll say, they'll say look. Uh, it was like Korach. Look, they're they're making stuff up. Any this is nonsense. You know, come to us. It was a real issue. Even today, they would do the same. Oh, the Orthodox Jews. They say they they do nonsense. They say that uh, they say that you wait till uh, the December fifth to say Barich Halena. Well, they're living in the ancient times. You know, the the modern times. We know that you know whatever they will say. You know, or they do Rosh Chodesh. We know the new out. moon is in three days from now. They said Rosh Chodesh is now. They would never find out. Say what? Said, no, but it was public. It was public. That's the problem. They would see it. Everyone was standing around. So there's there's on CNN. Yeah, BBC will be there. Al Jazeera covering it. Al Jazeera will be there. Didn't we say that the that the goral is meakev? So how could you uh, how could you suggest that really technically he could just switch hands and it would be okay? How could if we're saying it's meakev? How could he switch hands? So Amarava, you're no no no. Really, they couldn't just switch hands like that for sure not. What he meant was, the students weren't saying he should just switch the lot, the lot to the other hand and pretend that it came up in the right hand. That would be silly. What they meant was, can we move it to the other hand and also move the goat that was on the left to the right so it looks more like respectable, it looks better, like oh. that the one on the right. Now that they should actually do a trick, right? So it says, and we don't even want to do that because then it looks like we're doing funny business and we're playing around and we don't want to make it look that way. So Tashma, if it had said, it doesn't say, 
right? So, so Haiti Omer, So then I would have thought that he has to put it on it. Talmud Lamar, Allah, Kevan Shala, Once it comes up, he doesn't need it. So what does that mean? What is it talking about? Lema, Ilema, Mitzvah. Right, so in other words, it's saying that you might have thought that you have to place the lot on the goat, but it's it, but it says kevan um, Once the lottery comes up, you don't have to put it on. So it says, what do you mean? If you're telling me lemitzvah miklad anacham mitzvah nami lo, are you telling me that there isn't a mitzvah to put it on? It says in the Torah, venatan al shnei You're supposed to put it on. El alav leakev. What it means is it's not meakev to put the goralot on the goats. In other words, once you pick up the lashem. And you pick up Lazazel, you don't. They would put it on them. They would rest it on the goats. You know that's not Me'akev. right? They would put it on the head of the goat. That you don't have. That is not Me'akev. So it says Amar So it says what do you see? Ushmami You see from that that the the lottery itself is Me'akev. The placement is not Me'akev. Okay, Amar This is what it means. In other words, he's defending both sides of the. He's defending both sides. He's trying to say you can't prove it. Why? What it means is, it's not making a reference to the to the lottery at all. What it's saying is that the uh, that no, even the even the placement really could be ma'akev. Even the placement is is necessary, right? It's just saying that you that. Uh, that um, the, the you don't have to leave it on until the time of Shkita. It's not talking about the uh, the lottery at all, meaning he's saying. It's not making a reference to the lottery at all. It's only making a reference to the placement, meaning the mitzvah placement doesn't have to be until the time of Shkita. Once you place it on for a moment, it's enough, right? That's, that's what he's saying. When it says Allah, when it says Kevan Shalash it's only talking about the placement. It's not making a commitment either way in terms of the uh, lottery. It's saying in terms of the mitzvah placing it on the head, it's not a. Uh, it's not necessary for it to stay until the shechita. Whether it's ma'akev, whether the lottery is ma'akev, is not talking about that issue. Now, Tashima, come and listen again. It says in the sifra that it, that the goral makes the chatat. It says It makes it or he makes it. In Hebrew, it's the same thing, right? He it same thing, right? It makes it a chatat. Meaning that the lottery is what makes it a chatat. You might make an argument like this. We know in general that you can't de- designate korbanot by lottery, right? So you would say, in a case where I cannot designate a korban by a lottery, like I can't put two animals and pick a lot and say whichever one, you, know, you can't do that. A goal cannot designate. So it has to be a definite designation. So yet, if I went and I said, this is a chatat, it will work. So here, where a goral works, I should say that definitely designating it should work, right? So Rashi says, All other korbanot, where you need to designate one thing as one and one thing as the other. In other words, where you have, let's say, a woman who brings a chatat and an ola. She has to say, this is a chatat, this is an ola. She can't just take a, a lottery and do it that way. You can't, you can't do it with a lottery, right? So you can't put two tickets in and say, one says chatat, one says ola, and pull it out like that. You can't do that. And yet the designation works. So when it comes to korba, uh, the Korbanot of Yom Kippur, where, where lottery works, Kalvachomer designation should work. Comes along the Pasuk and says, Talmud Namar, Vasau 
chatat, hagoral oseh chatat, v'nashem oseh chatat, which means that the lottery is the only thing that can make the chatat, not the designation. So contrary to what logic would dictate, that if even a lottery, which is more indefinite, can have the effect of consecrating the chatat, then definitely an explicit consecration should work. It doesn't work that way. An explicit consecration won't work. V'stam sifra mani, who is the author of most statements in the sifra, is Rabbi Yehuda. V'katane hagoral oseh chatat, v'nashem oseh chatat, so the one that we were trying to say that held that lottery is not ma'akev. We're trying to say that Rabbi Yehuda, there was a machloket, whether Rabbi Yehuda would hold that the lottery is ma'akev or not, right? That was before on the previous daf. We wanted to say whether Rabbi Yehuda would agree that the lottery is ma'akev or not. That was the discussion. So you see from here that since the Sifra says very clearly that the lottery is ma'akev, it's the only way you can invest the korbanot with the necessary kedusha. So you see that there is no validity to the argument that Rabbi Yehuda would hold that the lottery is not ma'akev. He would hold that it is ma'akev because it's the only way that the chatat, that the respective chataot, the azazel and the lashem, can be designated designated according to the Torah. You can't designate them directly. It won't be valid at all, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. So whereas we saw before that we were trying to say that Rabbi Nechemiah would be the one who says that, you know, according to Rabbi Nechemiah, it's Me'akev. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, things that are done outside and even in the big day of Lavan are not Me'akev. This is an exception. It is Me'akev. And it's interesting because the Mepharshim wanted to say before that it's a machloket about whether it's an Avodah or not. Whether it's really an Avodah or not. The Hagralah the, the, the is an Avodah. But according to the one says an Avodah, so it would be Me'akev. According to the one who says it's not an Avodah, it wouldn't be Me'akev. But now you see that Rabbi Yehuda is saying that it's Me'akev anyway. Right? So, right. So, right. So that would seem to say that it's considered an avodah. But the only thing is, the Rambam says an interesting thing. He says, even though it's not an avodah, it's, it's ma'akev. Right? So he's, he interpreted the Gemara as saying that it doesn't matter. It's, it has nothing to do with avodah or not avodah. It just has to do with there's a special gzerata katuv that the way that you consecrate these animals has to be done with goral and not another mechanism. It has nothing to do with whether it's, that itself is considered avodah or not.